Friends, we come back today to the book of Mark, chapter number 16, looking at the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to see uh, here in Mark 16, verse number 6. I want to key you in on just uh, uh, just a few little words here that the angel speaks to these women. He says, see the place where they put him. So remember the scene, these women, they step up into the tomb. There's an angel there sitting on the right side of the place where Jesus' body had been. This angel speaks to them and says, you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's been resurrected. He's not here. And then he says, see the place where they've put him. And so these women at that moment, they're, they're looking at this and, and the body of the Lord Jesus Christ is not there. Now, over in the book of John, we know that Peter and John, when they get back to the place, they look in and what do they see? They see uh, this place where Jesus' body had been and they see uh, the, the burial cloths and we, they see the, the, the cloth that was around his head actually folded up and placed neatly uh, in, a, in a certain location. And so we think about this today and we think about what's going on. The, the angel gives this command. What does he say? Look, see the place where they've laid him. See the place where he was. See the place where the body of the, of the, of the crucified Savior laid. But he's not here anymore. He has been resurrected from the dead. Friends, I remember a couple of years ago, there was a famous Southern gospel song uh, entitled, If You Knew Him. And the song started off like this. It says, I went to the tomb of Buddha. I looked inside and saw his bones. Then I traveled to see Muhammad all dressed up in his grave clothes. But then I journeyed to a garden where they had laid Jesus there. God's son, the only begotten was no longer in the grave. When I think about that song and I think about what this text says, see the place where he is laid. Friends, I, I know that many of you, um, you know, you, you would love to travel to Israel and love to travel to Jerusalem and to see the place where the body of the Lord Jesus laid. And can I tell you this today? You can actually go there and you can actually see with your own eyes where the body of Jesus once laid. A couple of years ago, I had the opportunity to tra travel to Israel. And it's a journey that I hope to make back again sometime in the near future. And, and I pray that maybe some of you would be able to come along with me. But I'll never forget as we journeyed across that land, just how the Bible came to life. And you'll find that as you travel to Israel, that it just puts an entire new uh, focus on the Bible and just really everything comes to life because you're really walking in the place where Jesus walked. And there's so many monuments and so many places that are marked where they say, this is where Jesus did this. And this is where the disciples did that. And this is where this happened. And you can see all of these things with your eyes. And it just, it just, the Bible just begins to just come to life right in front of you. I can remember so many days being over there and just weeping at the end of the day because of the reality of everything I was seeing and how I how I know for a fact that these things actually took place. Like they're they're there. The evidence is there and you see it with your own eyes. 
Well, we come to the last day of our trip and we're uh, going to walk the path of Jesus from Gethsemane all the way to the cross and all the way to the garden. And I'll never forget this day. The day started down in Gethsemane at the olive trees, the place where Jesus would have knelt and prayed all night long and wept and uh, his, the Bible tells us that he would have, he, he, he was, he was literally sweating drops of blood. The pressure was so great on him. And we were there under those olive trees early in the morning. And we left from there and we journeyed down the, the Kidron Valley, down that, that old road that is still there. The same pavement, the same bricks that Jesus would have walked upon. You're walking down the Kidron Valley. To your left is the Mount of Olives and just this huge cemetery. The tombs of Absalom and Obadiah and Zechariah are on your left. And to your right are the the walls of Jerusalem and the gates of this, this great city. The same walls and the same gates that would have been there 2,000 years ago. I mean, you're literally looking at what Jesus would have saw. You walk down the Kidron Valley and from there you're led up to the upper room where Jesus a couple of days ago had shared a last meal with his disciples. From there they take you over to uh, the palace of Caiaphas and actually you go down into a, a, a cell where Jesus would have been kept all night long. And in that cell, even today, there's still blood on the walls. People have wondered and speculated, is that the blood of Jesus or is that the blood of some other prisoner that may have been in that cell at some time? There's there's no way to tell, but there's still blood on the walls in the room. It's literally just a hole in the floor that they would have just dropped him into and pulled him out by a rope where he would have stood before Caiaphas. From there, you're, you're led over to the place where he would have stood before Pontius Pilate. And from there, you're actually led to a chamber where they, where there's a stone, where they beat him relentlessly with a cat of nine tails, ripping and shredding the, the flesh off of his body. The actual stone that he laid on is still there. The, 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 the place where they beat him and mocked him and put a robe on his back and a crown of thorns on his head. You can get down and lay on the stone. And from there, they lead you up the what is known as the Via Della Rosa. The, the old marketplace is still the same as it was back then. The, the road is still as narrow. The markets are still there. There's hardly any room to move. And there are people from, from all over the world on this one street as you walk up through there. And you, you get to the end and you just go a little way and they take you over to what is considered to be Golgotha. And you step up on this platform and you look at Mount Calvary. And, and friends, as you're standing on that platform looking at Golgotha, you've, you've been across this, this day that is unlike any other day you've ever experienced in your life. And you're, and you're, and you're looking at this, this mountain where the Son of God bled and died and cru- was crucified for your sins and my sins. Nobody saying a word on that platform is so quiet and the grief is, is so real because it's the place where he died for you, where he took your sin. 
And, and you walk off of that platform and you're weeping and you, and, and you, and you begin to make your way down this little roadway and, and, and in your mind, even then you're just thinking, is there any hope? Is there, is there any good news here? Is there, is there anything that, 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 that speaks to life? And, and you just walk not far, 250 yards or so from that platform down a little sidewalk and you come to a garden. And right there at that garden, just cut into a wall, is a small door. They only allow three people in the tomb at one time. So you just go stand and wait in line for just a few moments. Finally, it's your turn and you step up into that tomb. And I'll never forget that moment, stepping up into that tomb. And friends, I'll tell you from own experience, the tomb of the Lord Jesus Christ today is empty. There's nobody there. When you step up into that tomb, you want to talk about power. Friends, you've never felt such power. The Holy Spirit just, 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 just coming upon you and you know in your mind, I'm standing in the place where the body of Jesus once laid. I remember being in that moment. I didn't know whether to shout. I didn't know whether to weep. I didn't know what to do. I had a friend of mine standing in front of me. I just wrapped my arms around him and slobbered and snotted all over his back come out of there, hugged everybody that I saw because Jesus is risen from the dead. He's no longer there. I can remember calling home and telling my wife, I've been to the tomb, it's empty, and he's alive. Friends, see the place where they laid him. He is not there. He is alive today to the glory of God. Your hope and my hope, your salvation and my salvation is real because Jesus is alive.